Well, well, well. It is well. episode 13, season 2. TJ, college lacrosse is officially drunk after this weekend. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened with these teams, but it was an absolute war zone this weekend for anyone betting games, for anyone who was a favorite. We got a lot to talk about. And for the people listening, T, we got two episodes this week. Two. Count them. Two episodes. Um, Football, guys. Two episodes. We're just giving it out to the people this week. So, T, before we get into this, how was the weekend? Listen to me. First of all, I went two and one in my picks. So, if you were taking my betting advice, you did something good. But that was good. The Ivy League was essentially that like that like six-year-old toddler that isn't potty trained yet that was like, oh, I got a shit. I got to go. And they didn't make six it. Six-year-old. fucking shit themselves. Like, six-year-old toddler. The Ivy League. They're like, yeah, they, they, got, they got scared. They're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, God. And it's gone. Um, yeah, that I don't what right when I'm ready to right when I'm ready to say, oh, we got like a clear five teams with Cornell. No, nah, get out. Get, get out. out. But we'll get yeah, into it. I, let's, just, let's just do it. Let's do the damn yeah, thing. Yeah. I uh I stunk first losing weekend, and it feels like years. Um, but again, this guy, me, really smart. Um, it just so happens that, you know, I might not have the best golf swing, but this guy had John Rahm plus 850 and Brooks Kepta plus 4,000. So a nice payday on Sunday. Hold on. How did you have Brooks Kepka at plus 4,000? So before the tournament, I was listening to Scott Van Pelt and um, he had a, a former PGA guy on. And Kepta just won the live event the week before. He's finally healthy. Went to the, uh, the old DK DraftKings. And I had him. At, I got him at plus four thousand on Tuesday. That is absurd. Well, so it kind of sucks tough. because you kind of you kind of shout out there. That sucks. Tw- twenty. It was twenty five to one a thousand. Yeah, so, that would have been cool. Would have been cool. That would have been neat. But you know, we're a lacrosse podcast today. See, we're going to start on Friday night where we got started out with a really good uh, four piece for the people. Um, Great slate. Great slate, little bit of controversy. So we're going to go with the late game to start, which had lacrosse Twitter in shambles for a little bit. But Ohio State and Maryland, the glove check. What's your thoughts on it? Hold on. First, what is a glove check? So you didn't see this. Oh, oh, the glove check. Okay, I was like, I was like, what is a glove check? Like, you trying to say like heat check? Are you talking like nah. reality check? No. So here's the deal on the glove check on everything that Tillman does to manipulate the rules. You can essentially relate him to Bill Belichick. Like, yeah. is he, is he, is it the right thing to do? I don't know. If you're a if you're a normal person and you're going against Maryland in this situation, is it like a pain in the ass and annoying? And like, are you bitter that they were able to pull that out of their out of the hat and like take advantage of it? Yes. But like, if it's in the rules, it's in the rules. There are plenty of rules that we don't follow as players, obviously. Like 
mouth guards, best one. Nobody wears fucking mouth guard. Um, right. Like there are rules that we just don't really abide by and it is what it is. But with that being said, I don't think you can, I don't think you can, you can be mad or go against the fact that the rules are the rules and Tillman is taking advantage of them to his, to his best ability. I mean, if he, if he can take, if he could take advantage of the, the team being unorganized or irresponsible, I don't, you don't, you don't want to put it as like irresponsible, but he's just, he's just doing what he has to do to win games. Yeah. I, so I had two opinions on it. Number one, he just opened up a fucking can of worms though. He sure did. Because now, this is the second time he's done this. He did the stick check against Princeton on the faceoff man. And this was on another faceoff guy. So, initially, I'm like, yes, like, did it cost Ohio State the possession to end the game? Essentially. Like, could they have scored and, and went up by one? Yes. Now, they still went to overtime. They still had two minutes left in the game. So, I might just say they lost because of that. But, number one, this opens up a just, like, now – Anytime you play Maryland in the future, like now there's some really bad blood between Ohio State and Maryland. Yeah. I the the other thing though is like it's Maryland's being like painted this like a bad picture by these things happening. Like, do you think their image is being tainted by Tillman doing this bullshit stuff? Yes. Dude, somebody posted a photo. It was like Rutgers like showing like their win. And literally two guys, like the photo is two different gloves, like in the Instagram photo. And my thing is this, like, I don't know, like, if you remember, but when we played, like, multiple guys would wear, like, other year gloves from time to oh, time. Absolutely. Like, and they all be the same equipment. Like, to me, I think, I think it might be one of the dumbest rules ever. Like, if your gloves are, now, I get this. If, you know, your team's wearing all black and the gloves are all black and you're wearing white, like, all right, you're kind of a jackass. But like they're gray, they're like I just don't think it matters. Like unless the palms are cut out, that shouldn't be a deal. But like the difference between the gloves being the dip, like not everyone wears the same cleats, not everybody wears the same socks. Like that's where I think we're gonna start getting like ticky tacky rules. And remember a couple years ago when like Yale played Maryland and that like did that go in? Like did it hit the crossbar? Like they're always getting the benefit of the doubt. And sounds like the Patriots to me. I think it's just I think it was a a bush now Coach Myers reaction from Ohio State, like I thought he was gonna kill somebody. Like he was I mean I would have too. I would have yeah. been furious. Yeah, but like and I think the way that Tillman handled it was such a puss out. He was like, I-, I talk to the refs all the time. I asked them, Oh, was that a push? Oh, like was that out of bounds? Like I just asked, hey, he doesn't ever have to wear the same gloves. Like, you knew what you were doing, dude. Don't act, don't be like, oh, exactly. I didn't know better. Like, it's a puss out. It is a it is a cop out. Essentially, my stance on it is is it a, is it a shitty situation? Yes. Is it a bad rule? Yes. Is Tillman in the wrong for doing it? By like unwritten rule standard, yes. But like if he wants to play that card, he can play that card. But he's he's also just gonna get this stigma about him and people like there's just going to be more and more bad blood. Like you did at the Princeton, you did at the Ohio State. Like, I think, I think it's going to get to the point now where it, it's the, it's one of the, the rules I like to live by. If everybody started doing this, would you just hate it? Like if like if you brought a speaker into the gym and you were playing your own music out of it, if everyone started doing this, it would be the worst thing ever. Now I hope that teams on the sideline 
have guys looking just to point out every single detail now. Well, there's probably going to – I wouldn't be surprised if there was going to be a lot more stick checks. Like, But as a, also as a team, like you need to be aware of this too. Like You yeah. need to be aware of the fact that this is something that's going to be exploited and now has been brought into the forefront. you got to be prepared for it. Um, granted, like you said, yes, it's a stupid rule. If anything, the only thing that should matter when it comes to different colors are your jersey and your helmet for yeah. like safety reasons. Like, yeah, you can't have guys no wearing like, reason, a, a, like white, a white helmet and like a green helmet. Like that, that, I mean, it also just looks terrible. But I think yeah. getting away from the rules, this game aside, like Maryland and Ohio State, like I, I don't get either of these teams. Number one, Maryland, you should like they should wear red helmets. They should wear red helmets and black helmets. Like. I don't like them in white anymore. The the red and the black look sick. Yeah. But um, this Maryland dude, I truly don't get this Maryland team at all. I mean, it, it. So like the other thing I was gonna say about the rules thing is like, I feel like in prior years this was a thing, and Tillman wasn't playing this card because he didn't have to. But yeah. it seems like even he knows that this team isn't the same as it was prior years. And, like, he's got to yeah. do everything he can to win close games. Um, it seems like – like, what I thought when I, when I was watching this game, I thought it was it was interesting and surprising to for me to see Weirman at 73% in the box score because it didn't seem like he had the same impact on the game as he usually would if you were at 75%. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like the, the Maryland defense – is in shambles and specifically in goal. Like they're starting to see the freshman come out of this kid, which is fine. You go through growing yeah. pains. It is what it is. I still think he's good. Um, but this Maryland defense, like I, I think they need to start kind of figuring it out because they just seem when they let up goals, they just seem lost. They seem like everybody's like looking around at each other, palms up, like what just happened and it's like guys you, you there's no reason you this team should be confused with the leadership that they have on defense and the and the seniority that they have in that unit like that's the real concern to me and i would be concerned about the offense because they're you know they're they're yeah they lost so much from last year but i see the concern on the defensive end rather than the offensive end yeah i also think even with that this current team and I said it last week, like the ego defense, and like maybe just keep things simple. Like maybe you just switch all the picks. Maybe big little, like, like you have the best athletes in the country. Not to shit on Ohio State, but I will. But like you're the best recruits almost year in after year out. Like if you just have to switch everything, I think you're going to be able to get by. But like whatever they're doing right now isn't working. And luckily for them, like, I think they've won enough games this year with the wins over now, you know, Q's, Princeton, Virginia, and Penn State, and Ohio State. Like, they're going to be an at-large team if they don't win the Big Ten because now the Big Ten is – I think that and the Ivy League is the most – I mean, all the conferences are actually pretty – very interesting to look at, and we can get to that at the end here. But if you're the Terps, you have a big one against Rutgers where you almost can I, – I don't want to say, but you can almost knock Rutgers out if you beat them, because they'll drop to one and three and they would be behind Ohio state. Like if, if Rutgers and Ohio state are both at one and three, like Rutgers, you're kind of fucked now because now Rutgers, they end the year with Penn state. I think Penn state's going to beat them. Like this is do or die now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, and, we'll, and we can transition kind of right to the Rutgers Michigan game, which, 
you know, I I didn't get a chance to fully watch it. I watched some of the highlights of that, but I I think it's safe to say, you know, this is three years in a row. It's been a one goal game, let alone going to overtime. But can we say that Michigan is like now actually pretty relevant? I I think we can. I mean, I I was really hoping Michigan was going to win this game. Like I like I was I was I was rooting for them more than anything. Um, Knobloch's goal to win it was <laughs> absolutely absurd. He's like running down the yeah. alley, puts it in his right hand, and just like flicks it at the net, and it pings the the back post. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have much to say about this game, only because I'm not a Rutgers person, as we know. Like I, I just I'm not impressed by them. No, no, and anything, noted. <laughs> and yeah, noted. And like. I, this is just another reason to me that Rutgers isn't like they're not they're they're a pretender. They're they're a pretender. They're just like yeah. they're there's nothing special about them. They they find a way to win games. Like it is what it is. Michigan, I have, you know, props to Michigan. At one point this year, I was like, oh, they can go they can turn around and, and just, you know, go on a seven game winning streak to end the season like they did last year. But they're like they're in in all these games. They're fighting to the end. They beat Maryland last week. Like they look a lot. Them. They're a lot. More, I mean, from top to bottom, just a lot more competitive. Yeah. But it's scary because they're one and two in the Big Ten now. They play Penn State, which I think Penn State's going to be favored, I'd imagine. And then they end the year with Ohio State, and I think you know they might be able to go one and one here, still go two and three, and they they might still be able to make the tournament. Or the Big Ten tournament still at, two, at two and three. So I, I don't want to spend too much time on this one, but it's also like, um, like Conroy's been there now. Um, you know, he's he got when he got there. He got there, and I think twenty nineteen. Ah, twenty eighteen. Fuck yeah, yeah. He got all right. So yeah, well, John Paul, sick. Talk about a talk about an easy gig, but he got there in twenty eighteen. So if you think about it, you know, your first recruiting class is 2019, 2020's COVID. This is year truly like a year four for him. So that first group you recruited are all seniors now. And you get kind of the team that you want. Obviously, last year they're seven and eight. The year before that, they're three and nine. And, you know, you're kind of building. So it's definitely showing that they're building something good. Obviously, they have the resources, they have the facility of it as well and you know you bring in you know new assistant coaches you bring in you're starting to get some transfers like not a hard place to sell either let's be honest here so i I think michigan's kind of finally arrived which is awesome um you know the third game on friday i to add to the ohio state team loyola what the fuck (laughs) like this this team I mean, this team is now positioned where if you if they don't be if they don't win the Patriot lead, like they have no chance of getting in now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk about this one too much. I hate Navy. The Patriot League is a, is a, is the shitstorm that it always is. Like it's it's always it will. I feel like it'll always be a one bid league, and it's solely on the fact that they just whoever is you know in the front running to get an at large bid, they're just going to fuck it up in their in their conference play. So yeah. like. Like we talked about Loyola heading into the third week of the season, like, oh shit, they just beat Maryland and Hopkins. Like, this is this team for real? 
and then they just like, they just like they just yeah. return to return to normalcy. Like I, 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 I got nothing to say. This is just another is what it is game. Yeah, and, and I, I'm not gonna say credit to Navy, but you know they went three and zero, dropped six in a row. They went three in a row again, and it's like I, I just don't understand these teams where it's like, yeah, we just went and beat Loyola, we beat BU. And we squeak one out against Holy Cross, but it's like we get smoked by Nova, compete with Hopkins, get dumped on by Colgate, lose to Lehigh, beat lose to High Point, and you lose to Manhattan. Like super weird team. I guess, dude, if they're playing their best, they could beat anybody in that conference. But the the game that's going to be interesting is I'm curious. Like I wouldn't be shocked this team beats Lafayette and then lose or. They lose to Lafayette, and then they beat Army. Twelve. I mean, Army Navy is, is 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 what it is. Like it's always a game. Yeah. Um. That, but that's but Chris, to Chris, my point. Chris, like, Finnell, Chris Finnell is not walking through that door though. <laughs> Tim Roy's not suiting up an attack for the midship. I knew that was coming. I knew that but was and coming. Garrett Thule's not playing for the for the Black Knights. Yeah. Listen, I. But it's, speech, yeah. But I. Yeah. I mean, this game. Watch Navy win the Patriot. Like watch, watch them win the Patriot League. But Loyola, they are officially on our fraud watch. Um, and I, I'm not putting them on the list of hate yet. But I'm done with them. Done. I'm done. <laughs> Who's this? Actually, Loyola? yeah. So Loyola's they're they're added to the list. Um, the list. But we're gonna we're gonna take off Penn State. Uh, gotta take off Penn State. They're like. They might yeah. be the, so Pen- the Big Ten favorite. Yeah. So Pen- So and and those for just a reminder, the list of the I'm done with list. Georgetown number one, Penn State's off. Ohio State, Princeton, Harvard, Jacksonville, fuck them, and Villa no fun. That is the list, and now Loyola. Now transitioning to the last game on Friday, North Carolina, Virginia. TJ, when you're right, how great is it being right? I mean, how great is being great? It's great. Because all I heard all week was, oh, man, this this North Carolina defense, man, they're the best defense in college lacrosse, this and that. You guys play nobody. There's, there's stat matters. You gave up 19 to the Terps, and you got dumped on. Listen, if you're North Carolina, you – it's just like it's kind of like embarrassing for a, a team and a program that is North Carolina that is supposed to be like the is supposed to be competing with the with the top upper echelon of college across, and you're we talked about it last week, but scheduling like layup game middle of fucking April, and or the middle of March, and whenever you play a, an opponent to your caliber. You're just you're getting like ran out of the park. Like I mean, I I I was so happy that UVA won covered the spread because we had them, we had them. Yeah, and I'm I'm just happy to see them like for everybody to see them as who they are. I don't want to I don't want to hear anything about North Carolina. I don't think they I don't think they make the tournament as, as an at large bid. I I I would really hope they don't, but um, you never know. Now. Now, also, you know, Schellenberger didn't play, so he's day-to-day, which I think that's even more impressive that their offense still puts up 19, but it also goes to, you know, kind of leans into your argument. 
is he that valuable and, and whatnot, but that's, that's a song for another time. Um, Won't go there. But I think what's, but I think what's more annoying is like, if you're UNC and obviously you're playing a great offense, like your keeper, you know, 27% between the pipes, like get out of here. I, I think that's, that says it all right there. And, and noon's had a great game, you know, 52%. You're going to need that to compete down the stretch here. And if you want to make a run, but you know, I'm just looking at the stats of Mer- of UVA, and it's like Cormier, like you know, five and two, McConvey, two and two, Shucks, one and like. There's a lot of balance here, and a lot, and there's just so much depth. Where even like uh, Ricky Mie- uh, Miezen and Jeff Connor, yeah, they each just have one point, but they're still getting involved. Like they're so spread throughout their team. So again, UVA, that's a big win. They moved to eight and two, and it's so funny that quick turnaround, like you play Duke again, and for a team like Carolina, y- you play Cuse, who's suddenly just rewriting the record books here with, with Spelina. So, you know, looking at UVA's argument or uh, UNC, pardon your best win is Hopkins, Cuse, Brown, and that's it. Yeah, I, and you've I mean, lost, and you've lost to Ohio State, Denver, Duke, and Virginia. I, to be honest, like I, I'm not seeing this as if they uh, and they all play Notre Dame back to back. So I, again, UNC, I, I don't think they're, I don't, I think they're going to be left out this year. I really do. I hope Q's beats them next week. I'm rooting for Q's, but they, they, they don't deserve to be in the tournament. Leave it at that. So, so that was bad. Um, UNC, I mean, they're they're going to be on the they're putting they're, I'm not they're on the list of hate, actually. I'm not going to do it. I'm, they they another week. They can be on the wait list. UN, you yeah they're yeah they're in the club. They're like they're they're waiting to get in. We're yeah, we're at max capacity, but we got to get some airflow. Like so, like people got to leave. Like the afternoon crowds got to come out before the late night crew rolls in. Um, moving to Saturday. The only bad part about this point in the year, T, is that there's just. So many games, so many that you forget how many great matchups there were. So you know some of the quick ones we could knock out really fast. At in the A10, you know Richmond beating UMass, that's a huge one. And for whatever one reason, yeah, and for whatever reason, UMass is just like the favorite to come out of the A10. All of a sudden, they can't score. Yeah, I don't know who who's who thinks they're gonna they're a favorite. They can't score, and their goalie. And their defense, which is supposed to be their strong suit, they gave up thirteen to Richmond, and and their goalie was saved the ball at twenty five percent. Like, yeah, I again, I, I said it in the pre, I said it in my weekly preview. Like, they haven't scored more than twelve goals this year. And by the way, that team that plays at Sweeney Field, you've got to score more than fifteen to beat them. Sure do. So Richmond, that's a big win to uh, get a win in the conference, and then staying in the A ten real quick. High point with a massive win over Hobart for, you know, that that's going to come down to playing things because you got five teams at one and one. The Hawks, nice win against St. Bonnie's. Carter Page coming for Restivo's goal record. It's going to happen. If you're listening to this, Mike, enjoy it while it lasts <laughs> because he's going to break it. Get him. <laughs> so the Hawks win. They're 2-0 and in the conference. They play those losers from Hobart this weekend. Um, alumni Day, going to be awesome. And 
you know, now, Tia, I mean, I'm not looking ahead at the at the A-10 here, but, you know, it's already at Richmond, so home field's at, you know, out of the question. But we may be seeing something where these next couple games, like, you almost want to play, if you if you haven't played St. Bonnie's yet, you want to play them as quick as possible. That's true. To get a win. But, you know, High Point, Richmond, UMass, and Hobart, you know, these four these four teams are going to be duking it out here for the for the final three spots, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think um I think the one seed is definitely important between Richmond, St. Joe's, and UMass. Um like that UMass St. Joe's game is gonna be a big one because uh, for obvious reasons. Um Yeah. But I think if you're one of those three teams, like you don't wanna have to play Richmond and St. Joe's or if you're if you're Richmond, you don't want to play UMass at St. Joe's. And if you're St. Joe's, you don't want to play Richmond or UMass. Essentially, you don't want to, you don't want to you don't want to play that those that you don't want to be in that three seed or the two seed. So you have to play two tough games back to back like that. And and obviously you're you want to be battle tested if you want to be a true conference champion. But um, you definitely don't want to be matching up with both of those teams on, on that weekend. So yeah, um, and and yeah. for High Point, you play Richmond this week, and then you end at St. Joe's. So, and you play St. Bonnie's in the middle. So if you're high point, you, you got to go, you know, you go two and one, you go three and oh, I mean, that'd be pretty, that'd be great for you. But one and two, that, that starts to hurt. And you may drop to be the, um, you know, if you drop poorly, you might play St. Joe's back to back. And we've seen that before that. That's also super annoying to play that previous matchup. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, inside the cross just doesn't want to load. Typical. Um, Typical. But nonetheless, so the A-10, thin starting to kind of shake out there. That might be the most clear-cut conference right now as a one. Um, which then leads us to NT. Before we kind of get into the, the two messier conferences, uh, Denver versus Nova. What happened to Villanova, T? What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, no, no, no thoughts. Um, I, all right, I'll give you a couple thoughts. Everybody knows I hate Villanova. You know, you know, I hate Villanova. So I'm, I'll, I'll say a couple thoughts about Villanova. No, I'm not, I won't, I won't bash them too hard. Um, I just think the Big East looks really good for Georgetown to win, like I mentioned. So I'm just well, going to leave that. that. <laughs> I mean, they barely beat Providence. Nah, 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 nah. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody has an off week. The DC boys get to beat up I mean, they, barely, they, 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 had, they, they took Providence lightly it is what it is you know it's not that it's not the end of the world you know you get to play Villanova at home you already beat Denver like you know just yeah just, just get, cruise then, into it just cruise into the Big East tournament take care of business there you're in the NCAA tournament and nobody wants to match up with you so the DC boys weird. what of it it's weird like Denver's just oh, like you lay an egg against Georgetown, and then you just blow the doors off of Nova, and and you you. Oh, the interns! The interns are back. We talked about the interns pulling the plug. They're fucking acting up again. Dude, my internet is. I I had a, I had call Verizon. We're we're having a problem here. Um, have Jimmy call Verizon. I don't know what the deal is with the Wi-Fi. The interns have it. And Jimmy, the intern, needs to figure it out. Yeah, we're making cuts. Um, well, that that rounds out, you know, those teams. I think, 
because I want to save the Ivies for last. That was that conference is hammered. Um, but ESPN uh, on ESPNU, we had Notre Dame taking on Duke. Chris Fake just turned back the clock to 2018, <laughs> and I, I don't know where that was, but that was phenomenal. What that he did was, to Brennan O'Neill. That was something I just wasn't expecting. Two things I was not expecting. Brennan O'Neill to be just shut down like he did. Like you like he had one point, one goal. Like people people I, I know there's people talking about Chris Fake, like who like he's not the same as he once was. Well, he just took down the Toroton winner, you know. The I won't call him the winner, Toroton favorite, whatever. Um he just he just put him to bed. Put him to bed. The Kavanaugh, the Kavanaugh brothers put on a show. They look like uh, the Thompson brothers. Yeah. Like, uh, like this, I mean, again, I picked Notre Dame as my national champion. I love that. I love the outcome of this game. Um, but the second thing, Liam Entman, like I, I am loving watching him show up in big games, like just making save after save, you know, Ending the game at fifty six percent, it seemed like he made a massive impact on this game. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see what happened. You know, I'm happy with, I'm happy with what happened. Unfortunately, I took Duke plus one and a half. I thought it was going to be closer, um, but which, it's, which it's, I didn't. And again, I took the Duke money line, so edge on my face. But the, it, it's, I just, I don't get it, and it's, I guess, it is such a week by week sport now, because. This Duke defense puts a clamps on Virginia's offense. And then the Kavanaugh brothers are like, hey, we're going to go out in the backyard and just fuck around for two and a half hours and just show you what Long Island lacrosse is all about. Like, And again, dude, the one goal that Kavanaugh had there, this is a great shot. I was like, yo, he snuck it near side. Like, is that a great shot or a lucky shot? Uh, I don't know. That's, it, I was like, there's, he shot it like to the wrong spot. And it, it got by. And, again, Chris Fake, this is how you know it's crazy with the COVID year. They were like, you know, he was a part of that 2018 national championship team. And I'm like, I'm sitting on the couch. I go, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Like, so his sixth year. It's like, that's a grown man. We graduated in 2017. I mean, yeah, he's a grown man. And that, maybe that's why he could beat up on Brendan O'Neill. Um, I thought I thought O'Neal played like I'm. I'm gonna use this word. I thought he played the fucking pussy. I I was surprised for somebody of his caliber to back down from that matchup. Like it seemed like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to run you over or do what I usually do. Like give it to somebody else. Like like that's not. That's he, not he, had one, he had one. He had one shot in the first half. Uh, one. I don't know. I, and again, I thought Duke's defense, I, I thought they kind of got exposed a little bit, which is crazy to say com- compared to what we saw from them the previous two weeks. Now, for Notre Dame, very interesting where they go from here as well as Duke because Duke, like we said earlier, they play UVA again. I would not be surprised if UVA, UVA beats them this time. And then, excuse me, I hope Notre Dame blows the doors off of UNC. The I doors off too. of them. I think between, I think the UVA, Duke, and Notre Dame series, like they're the two games that they each team plays against each other, I think they'll be split. Like I think one team will win and one team will lose, and that's how it well, will be. 
Well, Notre Dame's off this week, so a week of rest too. That's that's huge for them to go into North Carolina, beat the snot out of them. Uh, yeah, Pat. Yeah, Pat Cavanaugh, fifty-one points. Chris, forty. Dobson, twenty-nine. Like, if those three are all having a good game, like, good luck. That the Jay Taylor showing Truly out. Good luck, bit. and like, you know, Jay Taylor's like they're. This is where I also think like the media just absolutely just like says shit to say it. And they're like, oh, Jay Taylor, one of the best finishers in the country. Yeah, he's got 11 goals. Like, let's shut the fuck up on that. (laughs) I said the exact same thing. I was like, have you ever heard of, have you ever heard of a kid named Carter Page? Like, like, Dyson Williams is better than him. Dyson Williams. (laughs) Like, I I, I thought it was just such a outlandish take. Xander Dixon, I'll put in that, I'll put in that category too. Like, yeah. So, I mean, Chris, Chris Fake is the man, even though he's 40. Um, like he should he should be playing in the PLL, like clearly. Some who, uh, who wants to play in the PLL? Honestly, I mean, all right. So so the Irish prevail. They beat the Dukies, and then the double overtime, Penn State versus Hopkins. You know, I, I thought Penn State really. I mean, that's a big time program win for them, and with Hopkins, they can I, Hopkins can play with anybody at this point. I think it's safe to say. Um, for me, how Penn State lost to Marquette, I, I'm never going to understand that now. And I, I think Hopkins is still – like I don't know if they win the Big Ten. I, I guess you put Penn State as the favorite right now. But uh, I think that's a week-by-week league as, as well. Yeah, I think it's a week-by-week thing. I think Penn State is – you know, they're obviously on top right now. Um I would hate out of so what what honestly sucks is out of Hopkins, Maryland, and Penn State. I would hate to see any of those teams miss the tournament. Um, and it's and I don't think we will. I hope we don't have to. But I mean, if you take those three teams and and look at their pedigree throughout the year, I just would I would hate to see any of them not be in the tournament. Like it doesn't feel like an NCAA tournament without. Hopkins, Maryland, and Penn State. Like it, it just it just doesn't seem like the same the same thing. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem right. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be a a major like, like Hopkins has to just because they played tough a schedule in college lacrosse easily. Not actually not easily, but they play they they play big boys. Like you you compare Hopkins to UNC. So let's say Hopkins ends up like. Dude, Hopkins, the worst team technically on Hopkins' schedule is either the only team not in the Utah and St. Joe's. St. Joe's is probably ranked 21st right now, waiting for another poll to come out. Utah's not ranked. Every other team, or Navy, every other team is in the top 20. And St. Joe's at that time was in the top 20. And like that that's crazy. Yeah, I, I think if you're looking at if you're looking at any of those Big Ten teams and you compare them to like a UNC. Like it's not even close. Yeah, they're not even not even not even the same league from a schedule standpoint. Now Penn State does play Michigan. If they win that one, they go to three and one, drops Michigan to one and three. And then for Hopkins, they get Ohio State. They go to three and one. They drop Ohio State to one and three. Then that Michigan Ohio State game gets really spicy. Um so I think I think the Big Ten these next two weeks are gonna real I mean they'll I mean obviously they're gonna decide it, but 
I think I think Hopkins should has, should have no, but they, they should beat Ohio State. And honestly, if the way they keep playing, they might be favored over Maryland. They could be. They could I don't, be. Think, I don't yeah. think that's crazy to say. Close one. And that that'll round out really the the Big Ten. I mean, Penn State's legit. That that Marquette loss, man. I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get over that because that was neutral site. It's just yeah. uh, that's another Saturday. But Jacksonville plays Queens sick. I'm leaving it at that. Um, fucking joke. And then we get, I thought, another loss by me. Loser over here. Um, Freaking Army going to the wire with Colgate. I mean, I like this is like I was saying earlier, typical Patriot League. Like they're just they just beat up on each other. They make them they it's almost like they they are so competitive and it's like such a such a bloodbath of a conference that like it doesn't help them at all because they just beat up on each other and like they it's, make it's each like other the pa- the twelve of that larges. The Pac twelve of football and the big twelve of college basketball. And then you have the Patriot League and college lacrosse. Yeah. That's There's fair. no team that just stands out to be the favorite. Like Army is to is to USC football, and then like Baylor basketball. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Okay. The Big Twelve, Big Twelve basketball, like we won't get into it. But Big Twelve basketball is, is, I would say, better in comparison to Patriot League lacrosse. But but, but well, no, I I'm saying, saying. I'm, I'm saying they all beat up on each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying. So I, I thought that game was very weird, considering how good. But I'm going to say that in the top twenty. Now, T, we get into the Ivy League, which what the fuck happened? Because Literally, everybody's shitting themselves in the Ivy League. I don't, I don't know what to do. So to, to get us just started here, Yale versus Dartmouth. Can, can we stop with Dartmouth now? Can we stop? I, I love I don't, the green wave. The green wave's done. The wave crashed. It's on the beach. It's done. The wave broke. Um, I'm not saying Yale's back by any means, but – it's just so funny. Like Dartmouth started getting like, oh, hey, maybe top twenty. It's like, nah, you get your doors blown off against every other team you play. Like, I think I think Yale needed this game. That was I, a season I, game. They lost that game. The season's over. Yeah, yeah, they lose that game. Their season's over. I think they 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 took care of business. Like, I don't I don't know if that's something to praise them for. Like, no, I we're think- not we're not we're not praise we're not going to praise them at all, but. It like you just go show like, oh like now you play Brown and you you end the year at Harvard, you're still you're still dead last in the Ivy League. It's it's just like I just keep thinking about like the this Ivy League schedule and like I'm thinking about the Ivy League tournament. I'm like what is going on? Like well, we let Harvard we opened the door for Harvard? Yeah, now, now Harvard hates them. Harvard goes and beats Cornell and T, I'm not sure if you remember what I said. Who outside of CJ Kirst is going to be able to score? And Brian Piatelli had three. Kirst had four and one. Hugh, Hugh Keller. Hugh Kelleher? Hugh Kelleher? He got on the board. Like, I, that's bad. It's bad. The kid, Billy Coyle, is like their second leading scorer. He got blanked. Um, I, I, I just. It, the, it's funny that the, the title of the of the inside the cross like recap is literally Ivy League chaos. Like it, yeah. it literally is chaos. 
And it's not the same chaos that it was last year. Like last year, it was exciting because you knew that all these teams are really good. This year, you kind of just you know who the players are in the Ivy League, and you just like they just kind of fall on their face. Yeah, I mean the the Cornell scoring is like this team just doesn't like they are an ISO team, and it's not but, it's it's not a good thing. Yeah, they, their highest assist man's at fifteen. No one else has more than ten, and besides. Lombardi and Curse, the next guys at seven. Like that's that's a lot of ISO lacrosse. And to be honest, like as you get closer and closer to you know, you get to the Ivy League tournament, like the scouts get more intense. And then once you get to the NCAA tournament, like during the regular season, like you might have your assistant coach looking at like, hey, a, a game ahead. Or hey, like, hey, can you break down the film from this other one? They're gonna know you almost as well as you know yourself. Well, yeah, and I think, I mean, the scout That's is what, what it is. Like, it gets scary, though. It get, it, it gets scary. Yeah. But for Harvard, like, that's a huge win. And, you know, it's – it's heck, I mean, it's Cornell, Harvard, Princeton, and Penn right now are the top four. And I guess Brown versus Penn, you know, they – Brown gets a, a much-needed conference win by one against the Quakers where – I thought the Quakers' offense had arrived. I, I guess not. Well, what the fuck happened to Sam Hanley? Like, is he injured? Like, does 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 did Larkin Kemp come play for for Brown this weekend? Like, how does Sam Hanley have no goals and two assists against Brown? Yeah, he's he's having he just a goalie in the fucking gut four times. I I, I know he's the. You know, some people are like, he's the number one prospect for the PLL. Like, he's this and that. Like, I'm just being honest here, man. Like, and I know he's a midfielder, but, like, 16 and 17, I, I'm not blown away by him. I, I don't disagree with you, but, like, PLL's different, man. Like, they, they it's, it's so – it's again, like, I don't want to talk about that PLL too much because they're just – it's just – it's so suited for that type of player who's, like, big, athletic, and can just, like, run like a horse – Right. Um, when it comes to to Penn as a team and Sam Hanley and College Across, I think he's he's just we've kind of seen it all. <laughs> and to your point about the scout, like the teams kind of know what he what he's gonna do. And if, and with the loss of uh, Gregar, like you don't, there's no, there's nothing else for Penn. It's stop Sam Hanley and make the other guys beat you, and they're not going to. I yeah, they, they they didn't have like a ton of turnovers per se. Like their offense was it wasn't bad, but you know I'm just not blown away by this Brown team. And maybe you know they're going to shock the world, but this Brown team also lost to Quinnipiac, lost to you know they've beaten some decent teams, but. Again, this is a team that it's win the conference or you're just absolutely beat. Yeah, I think the Ivy League is 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 a one bid league unless Cornell doesn't win the Ivy League championship. Uh, but I, I, again, not to be rude, Cornell hasn't done shit. Well. <laughs> All right, but, team, but, but, but no, but, but right, but just if I blindly were to say 
Yeah, this team beat Ohio State. They beat Yale. They beat Penn. They beat Dartmouth, Hobart, Lehigh, and Albany. But they've lost to Penn State and Harvard. Like, I guess the Ohio State, that's your your best win. And you lost to Penn State. It's your best win. Penn State, like, outside of our, like, top three. We'll get into the poll later. But, like, they're – I mean, Penn State's a a legit team. Right, but – but what I'm saying though is like you know you play Marquette, you play Army, Brown, and Princeton. Like you have to win every one of those. Like if you lose to Army, then it's like is this? Then you're getting in that ter- territory where it's like you got to win the like you're winning the Ivy or you're you're not making it. Well, yeah, I think we have to see how the rest of the year plays out. But I don't see them. I I think like I think this is like the letdown game. It's like okay, we lost to Harvard. You do a reset. You just beat Dart. You kick the shit out of Dart. You kick the shit out of Penn. Kick the shit out of Yale. Like. You're flying high into a conference game on the road against Harvard, and you just kind of lay an egg. You know they're going to be like, okay, now we have to like figure it out. They're going to probably going to kick the shit out of Marquette. Is that tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. That is tonight. Oh, tomorrow. They're going to kick the shit out of Marquette on Tuesday. And as you're listening to this, leaving leaving work, you're probably going to watch that game. Yes. And then they have to go to they, two Army, two Brown – home against Princeton. Like, I feel like that's this is just kind of what they needed. I see them going 4-0 in this stretch. All right, you heard 4-0. 4-0, heard it here first. 4-0, and to wrap up our final game of the weekend, is Syracuse back? Fuck yeah. The Cuse pull-off. You know why they're back? Hold on, hold on. You know why they're back? Because Gary Gate doesn't wear a fucking suit on the sideline anymore. (laughs) Or just Petro's coaching that team. Yeah, exactly. But um, Syracuse gets the win on the road outside the Dome. Second time in 370-something days. Massive – 390 days, pardon. Massive win for them to win outside, let alone. But, T, I mean, I, I, I look at this and – I. Joey Splint has got 57 points in his freshman freshman campaign. P- pretty good? Pretty pretty fucking good. I remember the first week we were talking about, oh, I haven't seen Spolina play. I don't really get the hype. This yeah. kid's legit. Um, they, have a, they are so young. They're still a year away. But, like, as a young team, like, they, they, they have a shot, you know? I would love to see them get into the NCAA tournament and see what happens. I would love to see them beat the so they have a sh- Yes, and Virginia, this, their defense, their defense can't stop Virginia's. I'm just saying that right now, they're not going to be able to stop the Wahoos. And Duke hit 20 pipes, and Will Mark had 40 saves that first game. They go one and two here. I think the season comes up just short. They finish at eight and seven. That's not going to get them in. But boy, is this team like. They're almost like the Buffalo Bills, where it's like, yo, like Q's next year, like the Bills next year, like they got the pieces, they got a guy, they're one player away. You get another big recruit that comes in. I, I think Q's and who knows? What if they go three and oh and just tell us to shut the fuck up? Yeah, what if they do? Honestly, if they beat Virginia or Duke at the end of the season, one of those games, and they just pull out an upset, like they're in the conversation. It's also so weird seeing them wear like blue and orange. Yeah, I hate when like, they do that. Yeah, I, I think very bad uni combo, the all blue with orange letters. I think I think Syracuse needs to be a team that 
It is white at home and it's orange on the road. And that is it. And that's it. Like you go with the traditional look. Remember that year they did the the chrome and like the 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 neon and they got bounced to the tournament the first game. I I mean, well, the age that we were at, those looked sick. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like you gotta win. Yeah, you're right. Who you're who right. is the right. midi? Hakeem Hakeem Malecki. Yeah, that was it, right? And yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked sick. You're like, yo, that's the fastest kid ever. Yeah, dude, those are the days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a throwback. Everyone's wearing the Harachis, um, or the Harachis, whatever they're fucking called. Um, <laughs> but that that's the recap. Now, see, we always get into our we get into the media poll. I don't have a vote. You don't have a vote. Maybe one day we we'll get votes. So that'd be cool. We are in the media. But we are the media, and this poll, I don't get it. Oh God! Here we go. This is a classic Shane Taggart ripping I, the polls. I don't get it. So let's start at the top. And this segment is brought to you by nothing because we're not sponsored yet. Duke just beat Virginia. Why are they behind Virginia? Because it's it's recency. Duke just lost. They just beat – all right, so, okay, they lost. They lost to number two. So they should go to two. UVA should stay at three. Notre Dame should be one. I'm cool with that. I don't love Maryland at four. I think – Hold on, State's, hold on. Actually, actually no, go ahead. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebuttal afterwards. Go ahead. Tell me, tell, me your, tell me your stance on Maryland. They beat Ohio State. I think Penn State's win over Hopkins should bump them up to four. Ahead of, I think that's a better win. But, but Maryland beat Penn State. That, <laughs> that, that, just threw your argument right in your fucking but face. That, but that was three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I didn't ah, you walked into that one. Oh God! Listen. So, no, no. So See, that was that's that's two games ago. That's that that's outside the rule. The rules are <laughs> no. Okay, hold on, hold on. For what it's worth, I agree with you. I think Penn State, like, I think Penn State should be at four, and Maryland should be at five. Like, that's what my gut tells me. Yeah. Like, my gut tells me the top five should be as ordered: Notre Dame, Virginia, Duke, one, two, three, Penn State at four, and Maryland at five. Okay, so, so our top fives are the same, same, essentially the same. Essentially, essentially, sure. Now, the next five is where I'm starting to be like, okay. Now, Cornell, that's a bad loss. Awful loss. And, and also, this should be on the record, however many games you lose, I guess that doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, no. We, well, we know that. We know that. There are, it, the history of the polls tells you that it does not matter how many games you lose. When we get to the bottom, with the two teams that are under 500 being tied at 18th in the polls, give me a fucking break. Now, this is I wanted to say this earlier. So Cornell's at six. They dropped two spots. Okay, I get it. Army at seven. Army's schedule compared to the rest of the top 12 teams in the country, 13 even, it's not even in the same stratosphere. Yeah, I mean, they're hanging on by a thread with the Rutgers win by one in February. Like, Their out-of-conference schedule is UMass, Rutgers, Wagner, and Mercer, and Cornell. Now, do I think Cornell beats them? Who's to say? But that I think that's 
I'm going to put Army in the category of the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, I like that. I like that. Right? Like, I think, like, yeah, they're they're win- like, like when the Vikings beat the Bills, it was like, dude, the Bills gave them the game. Like, I don't. I think if Army loses to Cornell down in a couple weeks or down the stretch, they're going to get bounced quick like, out of the top ten. Yeah. Hopkins, the schedule they've played. I would put them ahead of Army just strictly off the fact that they've played a gauntlet. They've done yeah. very well. And but that's just me. Your boys at your boys from Rutgers are at nine. Yeah, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Actually, I'm not gonna I'm gonna knock them. I'm not gonna knock them. Okay. They they won they won the game. Whatever. They won. They, won. they should not be in the top ten. They're not a top ten team. And then your boys from DC are at ten. Which I, I I'm gonna leave them at, I'm gonna leave them at ten. I yeah we can leave them at ten. They can stay at ten. They're they're the tenth best team. That's fair. North Carolina and then all right the next five. North Carolina eleven. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't love that. I think they were just they were already too high. Like they sh- they were not a top ten team coming off of a bunch of like patty cake wins against shit teams. Right. Um, they're not better. Ah, yeah. See, this is where it gets interesting because we're at the part of the. Essentially, what I'm looking at is like there's a tier of like one through five or one through three. I would say one through three. And then there's like Penn State, Maryland, Cornell, and Hopkins. We'll put all those teams in there. Like it's the ACC in the top three, the Big Ten plus Cornell with those four teams. And then it's just the rest. Like it's just the rest. Cornell might be a Big Ten team. They're, they're kind of in that region. You know, they're up Yeah, they're sure, up there. sure. They're a Big Ten team. But like, you, told, you, if, you know what I'm saying? You like, to, yeah, it's it's very tiered out where it's like, yeah, these like Notre Dame beats Duke. Duke beats Virginia. Maryland beats Virginia. Virginia beats Notre Dame. Like, they're just, they're like the game at the, uh, on the Jumbotron where like the ball's <laughs> moving around. You got to catch it. It's like, all right, that's, it's just, it's shifting. I would love to see, if that's the final four, we are in for a fucking treat. Yeah. But then, this part of like North Carolina, the Denver. Well, Denver beat North Carolina, but Denver also lost to Georgetown. But Denver beat Villanova, so you have to have them above Villanova for whatever reason. Villanova starting to smell like frauds, and then we see fucking Jacksonville at fourteen. <laughs> why? Why do they move up four spots for beating? How do they move up four spots after beating a? T- <laughs> A first-year program in Division first One. First-year program. Like, it's come cra- on. It's crazy. Now Michigan at fifteen. I I think that's this is where it starts to get a little bit more fair for me. But Delaware, yes, you're a mid-major. You're probably the high, like, you should be up there for what you've done recently. Shout out Ty Kurtz, all-time point scorer at Delaware. Now, pretty impressive to see. Only nice to see a record get broken. He has some of the most disgusting goals this year. Um, watch his highlights against Hopkins, painting corners. Yeah. Um, Q's at 17, I think that's fair. Yep, and then Ohio State, like you're at five and six, you're not a top 20 team. Like, take away their name, and they're not in the top 20. And same with Penn and Loyola's, they're losers too. So, this is what's funny is like, kind of what we were talking about earlier, like, it's just like a mosh of teams between. From literally from North Carolina to Loyola, like out once you get outside the top ten, it's just a mosh of teams. Like you can you can make arguments for Jacksonville to be eleven. You can make arguments for Delaware to be up there. You can make arguments for Q's. You can make arguments for Michigan. Like everybody's well, got an argument in this in this conversation. And then when you get to like eighteen to twenty, 
like you can bucket those teams as like in the receiving votes category. Like eighteen to twenty could easily be Yale, Utah, Bryant, or hey, look at St. Joe's and BU. Look, like, look at the receiving votes. Yale, you beat you beat Dartmouth, and you're just receiving votes now. Like that's a joke. Utah, your best wins Jacksonville. Hey, fun. I, I want to I want to double check that before I did. No, no, call no. Yeah, they lost to Denver. I knew it. Um, and they beat Marquette. Bryant, who have you played? Do they have mustard yellow uniforms up there? And then Princeton, you just lost again. Harvard, yeah, Harvard and Brown, like, yeah, you guys won. Like, you should be getting that. The Hawks, now, me being biased, if St. Joe's doesn't lose to Drexel, they're probably the 20th team in the country. And I know for a fact, I know for a fact, none of the teams from 10 to 20 want to see St. Joe's in the tournament. Well, a hundred percent. I think so. That's that's a good point. I think, I think if you're any team between ten through twenty, and you're playing St. Joe's, it's like, oh shit, you you could easily lose that game. Like, yeah, and then Navy's receiving votes now. BU, UMass, Marquette, and Lehigh. So, I think to kind of just conclude this one. We've seen now three different teams as the number one team in the country recently. We've seen. We, we're starting to see the clear-cut tiers of, you know, the top four teams, five, six, and seven, eight, nine, and ten, and then 11, to, 11 and the rest are going to be interchangeable. I just cannot wrap my head around Jacksonville being the 14th best team in the country. I, I, I can't stomach that. I don't want to stomach that. And I think after this week, because, you know, looking ahead, we're going to have the preview and the picks come out. Wednesday, there's all the mid-majors play. That's just a lot of bad lacrosse, nonetheless. But Thursday, like, Towson plays Denver. Who the fuck scheduled that? And then Friday, we get a nice Merrimack versus UMass Lowell. So that'll wow. be uh, – I will not be tuning into that. But Saturday, to look ahead, T, Army-Cornell, huge game. Then we get to see BU-Loyola, huge game. Providence-Nova – or. Yeah, BU Loyola, Providence Nova, big game. Duke Virginia again. Huh? Big game. Providence Nova. Providence almost just beat Georgetown. If Nova yeah. loses to them, Harvard Penn, Joe's Hobart, Yale Brown, Hopkins Ohio State, Fairfield Mammoth. Shout out to Chuck. <laughs> Hughes, North Carolina, and then Sunday. Sunday's a big – it's Big Ten Sunday. It is Big Ten Sunday. For God's sake, why did we put the games an hour apart? I, I don't get it. Like, Michigan, Penn State, and Rutgers, Maryland. Maryland could almost end Rutgers' season on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I hope they do. And then Mich- uh, Penn State could almost end <laughs> – Penn State could end Michigan's season on Sunday, too. So, we got a lot to look forward to. T – this is episode 13. We'll record later on for the pits, a lot shorter. We thank everyone for listening. Like, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your friends' friends, tell your, tell your friends' moms. Um, we appreciate the listen too. We'll be back later this week. T, send them away. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>